Uh, welcome everyone to another LNO Fireside Chat. Uh, my name is Amanda Dennis, and I'm one of your co-hosts for today's chat. And I am Nate Den, your other co-host, and we are continuing our Aether Sprint series as we uh, present projects that are going up to the Sprint here in the next couple of weeks. Um, the next project we're going to talk about is Project Weapon. Uh, we have one of the team members, uh, Ryan Amador. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that one. Um, and welcome. Thanks for taking the time to sit down with us today. Uh, again, really the the focal point of these series is just to, to highlight what your project is and, and talk about you and your team. Uh, and of course, what you guys have worked on up to this point and and what your uh, expectations moving forward are. So, really, if you want to introduce introduce yourself, Ryan, what what your uh, what your project is, give a shout out to some of your team members, and then uh, uh, me and the team here will uh, will just jump in with questions about your journey. Awesome, yeah. Well, first off, thanks for having me. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, I wish the other team members could be here, but um, they just got things going on. So, uh, yeah. Uh, name Sergeant uh, Ryan Amador. I am the Wing Innovation Officer here at the 52nd. And uh, yeah, we came up with uh, Project Weapon. Um, it's an uh, it's an adapter cable for armament, which provides power to um, uh, a store system tester. And uh, we we've we've come a long way. Uh, this this journey started in about 2021. Um, we, I was an AFRAP technician, uh, and for those who don't know what AFRAP is, it's Air Force Repair Enhancement Program. And we, uh, and as a technician, I saw an opportunity to innovate something, uh, for armament, which is the adapter and, uh, eliminate a lot of the equipment that they currently use. Um, so yeah. That's that's uh, in a in a nutshell. Would you like me to go in deeper with that? Yeah. Why don't we? Um, I mean, honestly, Ryan, why don't you start with uh, where you jumped on board with the project? Uh, obviously, you said twenty twenty one. There, um, I know for a lot of innovation projects, especially with how the Air Force moves its people every couple of years and stuff, some people start a project and never get to see the finish line if there technically is one. Um, were you there in the beginning when this started? Were you kind of uh, jumped on board in the middle of those years? Do you still have team members that were there in the beginning that are with you? And, and what was some of that turnover like? Oh, yeah. So uh, a, a lot happened since 2021. And and the way it got started as far as discovering this, uh, that we could build this adapter was when Armament came to me with a junction box and said, uh, could you please fix this and and it's part of our current setup and then when we went down there to test this uh, junction box we realized that hey we can eliminate a lot of equipment and just go directly uh to the source you know and and power on this um uh, store system tester so we originally had uh a a small team and it was me and anthony Cicino. he's over at acca4 in langley air base air force base and um we we were kind of going back and forth with the idea and building a prototype and uh and then we when we built the first uh prototype that's when 
that's when we uh, started doing testing and we realized that, hey, we're getting clean power from one of the aerospace ground equipment units. Um, and that that's my background is age. So uh, that's how I knew clean power was uh, being provided from one of our, our power, uh, power units. And yeah, after, after that, uh, it was, it was more getting past uh, the bureaucracy, uh, the roadblocks that um, engineers that own the SST were like, no, you can't plug in directly to it. And, uh, and, and we're like, well, how do we get to yes? Uh, so I would say on and off, uh, we went over the years, we went back and forth and, um, now we're here and, and with Tesseract's help, uh, especially, uh, Sergeant Barry, um, breaking down those barriers have got us to this point. So, uh, we're very, very happy with that. That's awesome. I have a question. I noticed that you have a team that is spread around the world. How did you yeah. guys come together to collaborate on this project? Well, uh, so Matt Conley was, uh, he was in the innovation office here at Spangdalm Air Base. He just uh, PCS to Osan. And then Anthony Cicino was here. Uh, and he was the armament flight chief and he PCS'd as well. Uh, so that's when uh, Sergeant Stoiner got involved. And then uh, Mick James is the ATS um, uh, automated test systems uh, engineer at Robbins Air Force Base that, that got involved with us for building prototype number two, which is where we're currently at. That is awesome that you guys have stuck together. Even with, like Nate mentioned, you know, we all PCS, we only have so much time at each station. And so often we see projects fall through because there's no follow through because nobody takes it up or continues it on. So kudos to you guys. Um, you mentioned that you guys just finished your prototype too. Are you guys preparing to start the next round of testing? Is that where the future lies here for you guys? Yes. So we, we haven't finished prototype two yet, but we've... Uh, We've inquired the right parts list from Robbins Air Force Base, and we are in the procurement stage. And once we get all the parts, then we'll build prototype two here at Spangdalm Air Base and most likely test at Nellis Air Force Base. Okay. So, Ryan, you talked about the project a little bit and the team and, and your connectivity. Can you describe, you know, what pain point or problem that you guys are, are exactly solving with this innovation? Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, in in the European theater, Spangdom's mission uh, is, is solely focused on ACE, um, I would say. So we are in a lot of places at once. And with the current setup, uh, the armament setup, the equipment that goes with them there's only one set of it so it can't go to multiple locations at one time uh that is our that is our issue uh so we gotta we gotta pick and choose where it's gonna go and with project weapon um that solves having to bring all this equipment and only having the cable and uh there will always be a dash 60 um generator 
that age will bring on a deployment for the RF 16s. So that's where we, we realized, man, we can, we can do the same testing with less. And, and that's what, again, where project weapon comes in. That's awesome. Cause I know you guys' challenge statement involved minimizing footprint and you guys nailed that with this. So that's awesome. Yeah. So what are some challenges you guys are dealing with and moving forward? Um, well, that's a good question. So the, the challenges I would say have, have been, I guess, just getting all the right parts from all the different vendors. Uh, and that that's our current, current situation. Uh, we've gone past working with our engineers now and and they were at one point the the barrier uh like i was saying earlier so um i yeah right now our our, our challenges are just getting all the parts uh, that we need and there's quite a bit of them to to make prototype two which is gonna hopefully be the approved cable that gets pushed out to the rest of the f-16 armament community Ron, you mentioned some of the bureaucracy just for <clears throat> the hurdles of that, just for trying to plug something into a piece of machinery. What type of hurdles, and we'll even you know go the positive side, what type of champions in, in your leadership realm have you had along this journey that you were able to walk in their office or, or start your pitch and either they were on board or not, or they were not on board? And, and how was it navigating the human side to try to solve this problem? Ooh, I got to think back on that one. Uh, that That is a, a really good question. Uh, so I would say that when we first came to leadership and presented this, um, the big worry was that this is a nuclear certified piece of equipment. So for us to plug in something new that's not approved uh, for for test, even though we proved out that clean power was coming coming out of this cable uh we still got we still got shut down um by by a chief which i won't i won't name their name but yeah it's uh yeah we we got we got shut down and and then we tried to go around it go to the engineers whether it was at a p-wig um it wasn't me so much as as anthony and uh randy uh stoiner um they they're armament guys so that was their wheelhouse and they would talk to talk to folks and they still were like hey that's a great idea but uh you need to get buy-in from uh ats and we just never got that buy-in so yeah we we had a there was a lot of bureaucracy and and i get it there's only so many of these uh uh sell our store system testers out there for the armament team and when one goes down it really uh it really hurts the um the shops uh jill tanner do you guys have any questions that you would like to ask ryan um but yeah i think a question i would have um is is really diving into kind of sort of you and your teammates as people what what inspired you to you know instead of just working something locally or you know what what was the impetus point where you thought more people needed to get their eyes on it and you wanted to 
use Ethersprint as a platform for you guys to share your ideas and share who you are kind of with the logistics and maintenance enterprise? So, yeah, again, another good question. Uh, so I would say that um, getting getting buy-in from, from folks is, it, it can be tough, especially when uh, it's something new uh, and we're, we're trying to make a change. Uh, a lot of people have that mindset of, you know, this is the way we've done it and we're just going to stick with it. Um, but there was a lot of areas for, for faults, especially in the current setup. So talking with a bunch of individuals about this and getting it on their radar was one thing. Uh, working with Tesseract to get, again, past the, the, the barriers of the engineers, um, that was our biggest challenge. And uh, once we did that and everybody was on board, things have been a lot a lot more smooth uh, in our in our on our side for building uh, the prototype two and and getting to I guess yes right like yes you can build it and yes we can go test it and that that's huge I I've been I would say I'm the champion of this uh, to to really I was persistent I was very very persistent in trying to get this cable um, approved. And, and it, it took a long time. I mean, we're in 2024 now, so it's been quite the journey. Was there any point, Ryan, that you thought to yourself, maybe this just isn't worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, life goes on, right? So, I mean, I have my, my responsibilities and I was doing other innovations on, on top of this one. Uh, so yeah, it was, yeah, there was, there was months that went by where I didn't do anything. So. I'm glad you didn't give up and I'm glad you had a good team that kept pushing you forward. And I'm glad that you were able to connect the Tesseract to get through those barriers so that you could, you know, make this something that can be used across the Air Force. Um, so, yeah. and that's your intent, right? Is to have this used by all F-16 bases. And you guys are going to make that happen. So that's awesome. Yep, that's the plan. So I, I and and we know we'll get there. So uh, again, very our whole team is super grateful for um, the Tesseract team and what they've done for us. And uh, it's it's really shown that we can get to yes if we collaborate and and um, and yeah. I mean, it shouldn't have to be that way, but. Look at we we're here now and we're doing great. So super happy. Well, hopefully you guys not giving up is paving the way for other teams to do the same. So that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan. One of the questions I asked I've asked uh, almost all the all the people that we we talk to is, um, you know, knowing what you know now on your journey in the innovation space. What's the piece of advice that you're going to go back and give to a young airman or a younger you now, three to five years ago, that you needed to know on this journey or would have at least helped you a little bit over those hurdles? Oh, gosh. Um, I would say just being persistent, you know, not accepting no. Uh, it, and and really 
I, I would say not pissing people off. Like that, that's another big one. I'm gonna, I'll just say that because you don't, you don't want to upset individuals. <laughs> like, uh, I think on the way I, I did, uh, a little bit, uh, because I was like, gosh, this is a no brainer. Like, why are we doing this? And, uh, uh, a lot of people got annoyed and, and there's a way to, uh, go about certain, certain things. And, and, uh, I know a lot of airmen, I'm not the only one that really pushes for change and, um, and yeah, I would, I would say that staying, staying persistent with like, uh, an innovation that they have or the idea that they have and get buy-in from leadership is, is super just, it's important. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta make the right connections too. And, uh, it, for me, I've grown, uh, since 2021 and I have been able to connect with so many individuals, uh, and, and through my journey, I've been able to use those connections and get to get to yes a lot faster. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> no, that's great advice. I think, um, at least the theme that, that I hear from, I mean, obviously from you and, and a lot of the, the teams and individuals that we talk to is, um, no one really anticipated or had been prepared for, the human element side of, of moving their project through. So not only are they, you know, growing a product and solving a solution, but you know, they're becoming better people in airmen. And, uh, and I think that's an interesting part of the journey. And, and uh, I, I'm super thankful that uh, one, you stayed persistent and that's a, it's a lesson that you're not only able to learn yourself, but now you're able to give back to the, like give back to the community. So not only are you solving an actual physical tactical problem, but you're, you're creating better people in airmen as well. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely doing that. So, um, and I, I love this job. I mean, I, I'm helping airmen every day and this is, this is great. And it's always nice to tell them, you know, if they don't know the route to go, I just, I'm like, Hey, look, I have, I have a ton of contacts and we can get to yes. Just, just stick with it. So I'll open it up for some final questions or, and then otherwise I think we can close this up or close the loop. I don't have any more questions. Uh, I guess for you, Ryan, are there any shout outs you'd like to throw out there before we get to closing thoughts? Uh, you know, I, I just want to thank one, the Tesseract team uh, for, for helping, you know, project weapon get this far. And then uh, I would say, you know, I'm proud of the team for for just sticking with it. Uh, you know, Matt Conley, uh, Randy Stoiner, um, Anthony Ciccino, Mick, and and myself. Um, it it's it's been quite the journey, and and we're we're happy to see we're we're getting places now. So uh, yeah, big shout out to those those folks. So. Yeah, well, thank you, Ryan. Uh, thank you to your team. Uh, I'm excited to see where Project Weapon uh, moves forward on this. And um, thank you uh, for adjusting your schedule uh, and meeting with us today. No, yeah, no, thank you. Appreciate it. Good luck with the semifinals and hopefully uh, we see you on the stage next month or in a month. Any references to trademarked, copyrighted, or protected products or services such as books, movies, or business.
businesses are used here for the limited purpose of education and professional development of Air Force Airmen. If you have any questions, please contact us at www.tesseract.af.mil.